Hey everybody, and welcome to another week of board shenanigans. That, that's right, as always, I am joined by the venerable Reverend Brewer, the man who is the Robert... God damn it. As always, I am joined by the venerable Reverend Brewer, the man who... who it, I can do this! Take your time, Cody. I yeah, know I English, know. you know, is only your first language. The man who is to podcasting what Robert Ford is to politics. And I'm here with Cody James, who is just a big 1964 Ford pickup truck full of recycled assholes. <laughs> <coughs> and you're joined, and we're joined on this very special day, because we're recording this, the best part of your Good Friday, in fact. Yeah, Forget all of... Forget all about that Jesus guy getting murdered in one of the most ritualistic and crazy torturous methods possible. No, 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 no. This is what made Good Friday good. We traveled time and space, in fact, to make sure that we, we, we were there. We were the good part of that Friday, which, frankly, I don't know how somebody, how a Jewish guy getting ritualistically slaughtered is part of good, but well, I don't make the rules. I mean, the, the, the best part of waking up is having Jesus' blood in your cup. Uh, I guess so, you know. And then you get the crackers, and so... Oh, yeah, which, yeah, you get some nice little flat crackers, and which, you know, we may be recording this on Good Friday, but I guess we'll we'll be releasing this on Monday in your region. <laughs> yeah, time slots may vary. Um, I, you know, it, it all depends on how... It all depends on if last week's episode goes up before this week's episode or not. Which you don't, which, which makes a lot of sense for it too. But you know, the better question is, if this episode's better than it, it'll go up first. So, which uh, if this if this comes up after last week's episode, I would like to apologize for the sand that was in my vagina because I think I had some serious vagina sand. So if it re- if it if it got into your vagina through the podcast waves, I'm sorry. If not, stay tuned for Cody's vagina sand. Yeah, I mean, I really had to take a shower after that episode, and and not in the good way. I, it just left me feeling used up and like, like, well, fine then, Cody. I'll start my own podcast with blackjack and hookers. I mean, <laughs> see, the funny thing is, is blackjack like a pirate guy that you would start your own podcast with? Like he's like, oh, our matey, or or is uh, like blackjack like you're playing it the entire time? What, what's what's the theme here? Well, I, I was thinking of an old timey gambler. Um, no, I was gonna start, I was no. gonna start up with a, a 1930s like gambler in the old west. Nah, what do you say? See, <laughs> like, yeah, like we're gonna play some cards here, Mac. What do you know? What do you say? How do you feel? Don't mind uh, my gat. And like, so if he gets scared, he go like, what? His eyes bug out and his like, his pants fall down and his <laughs> yeah, ace like, is like, wild. Ace is high, right? Yeah. <laughs> his crotch. Just, yeah. Just, just curious. <laughs> oh. That's really funny to us and nobody yeah, else. Yeah, but you don't, you don't know, dear listeners, is that is a major inside joke that I don't know that we're going to explain, so just yeah, stay tuned. You know, I'll... I'm sure we will explain it in some future episode, or probably series of episodes, which, I guess, why am I going to do this now? I don't know, but that would be a good run of ideas for us, Cody. Do like a, like a once a month delve into a little yeah. bit of that. That, that. That's that's a good call. So, <laughs> that was the ham-fisted preview. Gladstone, the Lost Tales, coming to you. Indeed, yes. So, it'll be a, it'll be fun. <laughs> we, so, uh... Brewer, anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you lately? Well, other than that just wave of nostalgia that just hit me, that, that threw me off my game for a minute there. Um, <laughs> no. um, 
Oh, I mean, wonderful land works. I'm doing a podcast right now. I mean, isn't that good enough? Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess other than that, if you prefer, um, I went and saw Monuments Men. At, oh, at the that, uh, that's that like World War II movie with John Goodman and whatnot, right? Yeah, John Goodman and uh, uh, George Clooney and uh, Matt Matt Damon and um, Bill Bill Murray. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, who am I forgetting? It was a pretty enjoyable movie, as far as like, I think it had everything in it I wanted it to have in it, pretty much. Which yeah, it's the I guess if you don't know, it's the World War Two movie with where like they're all like artists and like architects and and, and men like that who are, whose job is to go into go into not go into the the fighting zone and protect works of art. Which this is all based on a true story that I have never heard of. Um, I heard like the guy that wrote the like documentary book on on it on Charlie Rose, I think. And that's, like, the most, like, realistic knowledge I know about it, other than from the movie. Which, I really don't know how this isn't a story that was been told before. Right? I yeah, mean, that's it's, pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a really, it's just a really interesting idea. And, you know, it was a good movie. But one thing I would have really liked to have seen with this, though, because it is just, in general, just a great concept. If this wasn't a true story, it's a great story to make something out of. Right. Yeah, I can see that. So, I'd almost want to, man, I, I could have seen, like, a hour-long serial show on TV about this concept. Like, do, like, a Band of Brothers type thing out of this? Yeah, or a Band of Brothers. I mean, it could have even been, like, you know, fictionalized up to to an extent. Like, you know, they should have told, like, all the stuff that we know happened, but then you even just, like, made up some things. I think it's just a, such a great idea that I would have liked to have seen, like, a historical fiction even based on this concept. I mean, as far as World War II movies go, you know, it's there isn't as much action in it as, as the norm. Because, right. But I do have this strange love for seeing old guys go in and do weird stuff like this. <laughs> so... Well, I mean, dude, I'll watch John Goodman do anything. I think he's one of the... Which, yes, as I... As I, You may have met him as Emmanuel Westinghouse. I do not. I'm merely, I'm merely a lowly plebeian. But, uh... Anyway, I think John Goodman is one of those actors that no matter how abysmal the movie is or whatever, I think he honestly puts genuine effort out, and he's usually very, very good in whatever he does. I mean, granted, I know he was Fred Flintstone, but then again, who else could have been Fred Flintstone? Yeah, you know, I think I've seen that movie once, but... Uh, you're not missing it, missing much, it kind of hit bedrock bottom. Oh. But a bumching. Are you saying it went extinct? Uh, about as extinct as these jokes were, it definitely was this ancient. And you think you have a crap job. Wah, wah, wah. Now yeah, that's anyway. the extent of my, um, uh, knowledge of that. Yeah, I, I never really had a big affection for the Flintstones as the show. I really never liked the Jetsons that much either. I just, they never did much for me. I mean, I've seen enough. I know I saw them when they showed them in rerun, but I I don't think I ever went out of my way to watch them. I don't know. Maybe I did. <laughs> the memory's starting to fail me. I don't know. I I, I think I feel like I, I, from a distance, I'm aware enough of the concept to be like, oh, okay, and I don't really know that I care much past that, which I think I've hobbed this on another episode, so I'm not going to go nuts on detail, but the whole... The whole theory that um, mm. the Flintstones and the Jetsons were in the same universe, and it's just they're split upon socioeconomic lines, like it's just the oppressed people and the and the uh, high and the one percent. That's the most interesting thing about it to me. I mean, it makes them. Frankly, it makes both shows make more sense for the simple fact of like, well, why are they on these big pillars, and why are there dinosaurs and humans walking around? Well, they were obviously genetically modified by the by the higher ups playing with. Someone really liked um, the Jurassic Park. <laughs> so Nature I guess finds like, a way. I don't know. I was thinking it was Shendra meets Jurassic Park or something. I don't know. Yeah, why not? But uh, yeah, I guess the monuments been um, stripes. It was not with Bill Murray for sure. 
it was a lot more poignant. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great it was a great idea. Um, uh, George Clooney makes a lot of like uplifting speeches, so if you like that kind of thing, and if you if you are very much moved by by works of art, you'll also really enjoy it. But pretty funny, um, really really good dialogue, which is something I really enjoy in a movie. Is that if you couldn't figure right. out by now, the, the main thing that interests me in a movie is well the. The main thing that interests me in a movie, if it's set in a post-apocalypse dystopian future, but the second main thing that interests me in a movie is really great dialogue. So, and really, isn't World War II almost just like a post-apocalypse dystopian future? Well, I think it's. I think it sounds cool. Like I honestly didn't know that much about it, but it, you know, just kind of you talking about it, it makes it pretty interesting to me. Because, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the act, the actual what happened, but I feel like we've kind of told the World War II story. In oh, every yeah. way we can tell it, and it's really cool when there's a really refreshing or a really new spin on it. Yeah. Or, or, or you know, an untold story, for lack of better ways to put it. I mean, I really do enjoy listening listening to those, I, but, man... I mean, we've seen enough Saving Private Ryans and stuff like that. Right. And, and, I mean, I, I think I think we've all, we've all kind of... That, that's been told. That's been told. Like, you know? just the generic soldier in World War II story is definitely done. But, you know, if we had stories about the, the plot to kill Hitler, or the other story about the plot to kill Hitler, where they actually succeed, or... Right. Or, or you know, ah, look, it seems like the Nazis have, have been raising gargoyles to fight for their war. Look at this giant steam-powered clockwork thing they've built. Now the Allies oh. have to take that down. Oh, I love oh, that Oh, so you, you saw that documentary, too? Yes. Oh my god, I watched one the other day that was like 15 minutes of fact, followed by 45 minutes of bullshit. Really, it was very similar to the way we run a show. Oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, god, I don't have this written down at all, so, you know, the Nazi secrets, whatever the heck it was. And it was talking about how, uh, you know, the no- Nazis were the base organization that had that, uh, had existed for like in a, in an Illuminati future for hundreds of years and that you know they still they still exist in like some underground coven and like seriously it was like 15 minutes of on the moon basically i mean it was this ridiculous <coughs> i don't know why i even watched it it was one of those oh, like oh it's it was, almost, i actually you know i was kind of thought you were being like you know sarcastic we said you watch that documentary i was talking about the bad sci-fi movies that that sci-fi makes that i always get sucked into watching like what are nazis doing this week oh no this this (laughs) this was this was some documentary i watched on netflix you know i i i saw the one star i didn't stay away i kind of had like i watched it it was seriously it was so much speculation i mean it was more speculation than fox news and msnbc combined it it, it wasn't iron skies was it because no because because i i viewed that as a documentary because i found that an amazing movie it was everything i wanted it to be i think (laughs) oh which i guess if we're gonna if we're gonna like a movie review moment for a second uh yeah that could have happened well, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was curious. So, did you ever see Lawless? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I actually have no idea what you're talking about. But, but frankly, I never know what you're talking about. Does anybody? Um, it came out last year, and it's, uh, it's this, yeah, last year, whatever the fuck, it doesn't matter. But it, it was the, the bootleg movie, because I know they did basically two 20s era gangster movies at the exact same time, and this was the one that kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And Madison and I, the only re- reason we really found it was we went and saw it in theaters. We just kind of like, we watched the trailer, we thought it looked cool, and we fucking loved it. And it's it's pretty snazzy, it's got uh, that Shia LaBeouf dude from the fucking Indiana Jones movies and the Transformers movies actually cast in a good role, like oh. he's... 
perfect the way they do him. Um, it's got it's got Tom Hardy, who uh, was Bane or uh, was one of the. Oh yes, exactly. I expect you to bootleg for me. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was actually he's a total badass in this movie. Um, it, it's got you know, and Gary Oldman's in it as as a villain. So you know, basically, <laughs> what else would he be in it as? <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, it's like, so wait a minute, you have you have Bane bootlegged and Commissioner Gordon as a bad guy. I mean, come on now. Of course I'm in. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's a pretty cool flick. It kind of follows this group of brothers, and as they kind of have almost an outright war against the. The, the sheriff about them bootlegging and the the special agent comes in who's played by Guy Pierce uh, who does an outstanding job as just a despicable despicable weird overly clean villain which minor spoiler alert there's this amazing scene where uh, I'm not gonna ruin it for you I don't think but like it doesn't explain it but it's the perfect amount of not explaining it like it cuts to his room and uh, he's like primping himself back up and uh there's there's a black there's a black prostitute well you assume it's a black prostitute sitting on his bed on a newspaper completely naked so like i guess they had sex or whatever but she's so unclean and filthy and horrible to him that like she has to she's just sitting there looking really despondent on it on this like on this newspaper and then you know the the actual action was they deliver this package to him and he loses his shit and whatnot but it's one of those that, like, we said so just enough to make you like, man, this guy is not right. And he's so wormy and despicable. I mean, he's he's a great villain in this movie. And this thing didn't get that good of reviews, which I don't understand. Like, Madison and I love this flick, and we actually gave it to her dad for uh, his birthday or something, and amongst everything, we're like, oh, this you'll dig this. And everybody's kind of been like, oh, it was all right. And we're like, it was all right. This was so fucking cool. But it's kind of funny, you know, because we wound up watching it again. We actually watched it, and then Madison said she watched it again today. I mean, it's one of those flicks we really, really dig. Um, so if you want to see a really well-acted period piece about bootlegging, then there's no Dukes of Hazard involved. It's uh, it's pretty goddamn awesome. Oh, wait, the Dukes of Hazard isn't in this? <laughs> I know that was. I don't confusing. care anymore, Cody. I, I, I was really waiting. Also, oh, like, who who who's got the tiny shorts on in this version? And and like, oh, are they sliding all over the hoods? I mean, what? what? But uh, and, oh, and what's, is is the horn still the same? Because it better be. <laughs> but the, who plays Boss Hog, man? Is, is that the guy that plays Boss? Is Gary Oldman Boss Hog? <laughs> no, Gary Oldman's just the bad, like the badass fucking gangster. Like he he's real. It's it's a good movie. Like I highly recommend. He, he's Uncle Jesse. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, but uh, one of the. Like one of the like one of, kind of what I was saying with Shia LaBeouf, one of my favorite parts about it is because I don't really have any love for him. I just really don't he care. He plays Luke Duke, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just recasting this move. <laughs> I, I, I see that. Uh, could, could you well, imagine like a gritty, like overly well acted version of like Dukes of Hazard, like you know, if, with if they had like, done really that in the remake, actors and <laughs> they did that in the remake instead of it being like this lighthearted, lighthearted action comedy. They went like Edward Norton, Johnny Depp, the Dukes of Hazard, and then it'd have to have like I guess Gary Oldman as the villain. I mean, I think he'd have to like Gary Oldman as Boss Hog, and he's like in a fat suit. <laughs> 
Uh, no, no, he just goes all method and just puts on a whole bunch of weight for it. Oh, yeah, that's probably what he would do. And he's just like fucking crate, yeah. Morgan and, uh, Freeman is Uncle Jesse. <laughs> better, get, uh, better get busy bootlegging or get busy dying. Actually, I think he'd just be the straight-up narrator. Well, I guess he could oh, be, good, yeah, he'd be, he'd be Waylon Jennings, I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, he'd yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah. Like, I was an like, idiot, I didn't think about that. It, it would instead of it being like those Duke boys better stop flapping their arms or grow a pair of wings. It'd be like those Duke boys made some angel wings flap today as they shuffled off the mortal coil of many of Boss Hog's men. Just think it's like really fucking hardcore. It's like the fight, like whenever Fight Club and Dukes of Hazard join together, which I guess there's the trailer. <laughs> Enos is played by Billy Connolly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, for some reason in my mind that's really funny. Yeah, that's that is funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 a thing that that, that could have been. Why, which wouldn't that have been funny if they started doing that? Like they do, like they they just take like you know real like you know ho ho TV shows and they just recast them like fucking hardcore instead instead of you know they like. Well, and they don't, don't, and they don't even tell you that that's what it is. Like that they're recasting. They they don't even actually they don't even build it as Dukes of Hazard. They just take the entire concept of Dukes of Hazard and, and like all the characters and like all their like basic traits and they call it I don't know um, Shine in the South or something like that. <laughs> well, they, they 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 wind up doing it like with Magnum PI and instead of it being <laughs> instead of like you know you've got the, I don't know fucking Brett. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Who's a good, who's a good, like, really hardcore actor that we didn't name already? Um, uh, um, Brad Pitt. Sure, okay. Yeah, he actually was pretty, pretty awesome in Seven. Yeah, um, that's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> and he was in Fight Club. So, like, so that's, like, he, he's, uh, he's Tom Selleck in this movie, and he's, like, he's, like, he's still, it still has to be set in the 80s. So, he's, like, running around in the, in the shirt that's, like, ha- you know, basically not even, not even buttoned up, and he has the big poofy mustache and the short shorts, and they're ca- they're solving crimes, but it's like, you know, whenever, homicide in Hawaii or something like that. And the guy that flies the helicopter is going to be Samuel L. Jackson because he had to be in this. No, well, of course, yeah. Because <laughs> if it's Samuel L. Jackson, it, is he, isn't it? It's either a really, really good movie or a really, really bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> what they would they take Rocky Horror Picture Show and do this? <laughs> so it's like not a musical, but a, but like the villain has a, has a flair for dramatics, so he rhymes on occasion. Oh, that'd be so f- well, like. Tim Curry would just like he just like they don't he even apologize. Role, yeah, he just like he just gets back into shape and he's like, "Fuck it, I am Doctor Frankenfurter." Like they they, they like the audience the the audition casting or whatever. Like they're trying to cast the perfect villain and then they're like, "Then we have uh, Timothy Curry," and he walks in and he's <laughs> and he like you know he's just like he got like super bulked up for the role. Then he's like, "I am Frankenfurter," and they're like, "All right, we're done." We're like you're come on. <laughs> like they do it as like a actually as kind of a horror suspense movie. <laughs> so he's I mean, like, I, like he's 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 captured Brad and Janet, who are played by um, Brad is obviously uh, Brad's Tom Hanks, uh, Brad's Tom Hanks. <laughs> and, and Janet is uh, Jessica Alba. We'll go with Jessica Alba as, as Janet because that's just so funny. because though apparently because apparently uh, Brad is also a major cradle robber in this. Movie. Well, yeah, he's like Bruce Willis in it. Oh, okay, well then, like so can uh, I don't know. Tom Tom Cruise be riffraff or something. Ooh, good call. I think he's crazy enough. I think, <laughs> but 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 he's actually like he's like the guy that he's the bum that 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 Frankenfurter has been, been been paying to like 
go go on the streets and like abduct young couples so he could you know harvest their their still living organs to build his creature. Well, who's gonna be the creature? Because that that that's gotta that's gonna come up. Um, I have. Oh, I don't know. I think I went to your your department. Robert De Niro. That's just like ra- randomly. Apparently, this is the star-studded Rocky well, Horror Picture. In well, that's what gritty. makes it so, such an amazing call, for sure. I mean, oh, okay, because there's this much acting prowess in it. Yeah. Can can uh can either okay? Uh, see, I'm torn. Does Meatloaf get to reprise his role role as Eddie? Because if he does, if he does, I support this. If he doesn't, then John Goodman gets to be Eddie. Because I just hobbed his knob, so fucking. Well, I, I think we go John Goodman because he's gotten this. He, he seemed to have gotten this big his second break or something now. <laughs> But I, what I what I was getting to before that thought popped into my mind, it's like gritty, gritty Rocky Horror. <laughs> was I, I heard on an episode of uh, Nerdist this this uh, the guy that did um, I think he was the guy that did Snow White and the Huntsman. He's done like apparently that's what he does is he writes like a butt ton of scripts and has had a lot of his scripts made. Um, I can't think of his name right now though. Um, I want to say Landis is his last name. I'm gonna go with, but probably the rest of you out there don't know either, so it doesn't really matter. Um, You're never getting invited to another one of his parties again there, Emmanuel. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently he has a problem getting invited to some parties, too. Apparently everybody hates him. Like, he's just, he's he's a very polarizing personality, which was very obvious in, in this interview. He's, he's a complete douchebag that writes really good scripes. So, Which I guess is really all you need to be, right? Is... Uh, write really yeah. good scripts. That if, is. if you're good at your job, you can be a giant douche nozzle and spray it on everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, he had this idea. He was telling this thing, which I might even put up a link to this episode because you just just for the simple fact of this this story idea. He had this idea of like he's like, okay, so it takes place after the Amer- American Revolution, right? And there there was this there was this great admiral in the British Navy, but before the revolution, but he just lost every battle, every battle he was in the entire time. And and just just lost all he's so he's kind of like down on his luck and stuff and it's so it's a few years after that and he gets this chance to like the the, the king comes to him and is like we we need you to just take this ship here's this ship that was cap it was it was actually a ship that we captured that that originally defeated you or something like that and you take this ship and we need you to ferry this package over to America it's a very very important thing and we need we need you to get it over there and on board the ship there's going to be there's going to be a British agent that, who you're not going to know who's who's a British spy agent that's that's job is to make sure you get it there. But we also have word that on board the ship is an American agent who's going to try his very, very best to stop you and not get you there. Well, it turns out there's this big storm in the way. There's this big, huge storm in the way. And he's like, well, we, we're stuck in the middle. We, I mean, we could try to go through it or we could try not to go through it. And we, we, I mean, we can't really – if we don't go through it, we have to turn around and go back and the package doesn't get there. Well, right when he's about to do this, the, the, the spy makes – the British spy makes himself known. And he's like – you you have to you have to go through. We we have to we have to try. This package has to get there. Well, in the middle of the storm, we find out that that was actually the American agent trying to sink the ship by putting it through the storm. And he's trying. He's trying his best. He's like he's trying to trying his best, trying to get it through. And he's like at one point in time, he like ties himself to the to the steering wheel of the ship so he doesn't let go. And he's just like I'm getting this ship through. We're doing it. We're doing. It. He's he's all excited. His glory days are back. Like he's he is back. And that's all. And, and he knows he's like this is gonna be his final hurrah. He's gonna get through. There. He's gonna get his ship through the storm. And he's probably gonna be dead. But his glory is there. And he's done the right thing. And well, the storm just 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 wrecks his ship and he's like he's he sees himself he's hanging on it and he's like at one point in time he's like he realizes that he's not even on his ship anymore he's just tied to the steering wheel but it's not even on the ship and it and it goes and then it crashes on this rocks and there's this like the ship is wrecked i mean it's still in kind of one piece but you know it's not it's not functional anymore and it's on this island and they have no clue where they are 
and his crew is scattered is scattered amongst everywhere and, and he sees he looks over and he sees this i'm going to forget the name but he sees this huge huge like lizard this this huge lizard that that if you if you were a scientist and remember the name you would remember the name that the, of this ancient alligator at this mo- moment but i don't remember it and and he's like he sees it it's coming towards him well he goes and grabs like the big ship's clockwork compass device and just starts hitting him just hitting because that's the only thing he's got near him and he starts hitting him and hits him and he hits it in the, in the mouth with it and it runs off and he like punctures its tongue and it runs off and that's kind of where you end it and i don't know if you saw the build there but it's fucking peter pan and he was captain hook so it's like a stealth reboot of, of Peter Pan. Wow, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I got you now. Which oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that until you said that at the end. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, because I, I'm going to link you to that cause, and, and try to give you like the time code and where he talks about that. Because it was like the – I was so on board for this movie of like a of like a, of like a, uh, a Captain Hook Peter Pan story. And then like he said, what, what you do is you build it as a trilogy. And he's like – and he just goes the, the quick – because like the next one is obviously the Lost Boys, they're there, but it's like Lord of the Flies, and and then then the third one is him is Peter who is who is an evil dictator who who abducts Wendy and, and the darlings, and, and and it's them under Stockholm syndrome throughout the entire three movies. Captain Hook is actually the good guy who's That's trying to rescue awesome. these yeah trying to rescue these children, and I just thought this is such oh my god is that such a great idea. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you only, and when you when you when you sell this script, you don't sell it as Captain Hook, and just like you never never build this as, as Peter Pan. I think would be the way to do this movie. Don't put in the name. Don't put in the titles. The, the credits not based on the story. Don't 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 make the trailers say that. You don't tell anybody just to see if people get it. That's see, I like it when movies do that. Yeah, that. Which I heard that and I was like, oh my god, that's an amazing idea. So didn't mean to talk about that in this episode, but. There you go. Cody, is there any other interesting... Do you have an interesting movie idea? Uh, well, I'm... You... you this I, came out of nowhere, so I'm trying... I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to hit it... Uh, or if not, do you have a Heyman? Because I did that too out of nowhere. I just thought of that, so... Okay. <laughs> I know that Cool Hand Luke is supposed... Is like that same kind of stealth thing, and I, it, it's some... It's... it's I, I want to say it's the story of Jesus. I really think it is. If I remember, I, I think it's a stealth reboot re, or like a stealth retelling of the story of Jesus Christ. I really do. And I, I've seen this mentioned other places. I, I can't take total credit for this. Um, but I, I, I really, yeah, okay, okay, here, like, which, if you haven't seen Cool Hand Luke at this point, now's the time to stop the podcast and go immediately find this movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen Cool Hand Luke at this point, we've spoiled the fuck out of it in almost every episode, so... And for that matter, you don't even need to see it anymore, because I think we've talked enough about it. Yeah, Co- Cody likes this movie a lot, so and he's watched it a lot of times, so... <laughs> anyway... He, he likes it as much as I like Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if I have to pick, the, this is the one movie that is my favorite movie ever, ever. I'm gonna always say Cool Hand Luke. I think it is the... You, I don't, you can keep your Citizen Canes and your To Kill a Mockingbirds as far as I'm concerned. Like, the best thing ever put to cinema, ever, <laughs> cinema at its height, is Cool Hand Luke to me. I, I think it is the perfect movie. Have, have you ever seen Citizen Kane? Because I haven't. See, I've seen I bits liked, and pieces of it. It, it was alright. Like, I liked it, but to me it was one of those, it was never going to build up to that. To, the, to, to you know, this is the movie of movies. It was never going to be that to me. Because, I'm, you know, I'm kind of wondering, I mean... 
I, I know the resolution already. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Rosebud's the sled. I mean... I mean, don't get me wrong, Orson Welles is pretty awesome in it. Which, by the way, speaking of Orson Welles Which and might movie, be the reason why I watch it <laughs> eventually, whatever. I do plan to watch it, I'm sure. Like, speaking of Orson Welles and, and movies and random segues that kind of work together, uh, so Madison's been kind of in this whole uh, Jane Eyre, Weathering Heights thing, because they've got, like, every conceivable... Because she really likes Jane Eyre a lot, and she really likes Weathering Heights a lot. Neither of which would do much for me. I've actually never read Jane Eyre, but I have read Weathering Heights, and frankly, that was enough bitching and people cheating on each other for me. But anyway, <laughs> she's been watching a lot of those on, on Netflix, and she actually watched one. I watched part of it with her just because Orson Welles was in it, but it was Orson Welles and Weathering Heights. It was pretty fucking cool. So, that, yeah. being, that being out of the way. And actually, uh, tying it all the way back around, she watched, like, two of them, like a Jane Eyre and a... Uh, and, and a Weathering Heights that had Tom Hardy in it. So, you know, I thought it was kind of funny, like, Bane as Edward, which was kind of funny to me. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, um, kind of going back to the point, and then I'll fuck off of this. So, like, so, uh, I guess the, the simplest way to do it with, uh, Cool Hand Luke is, uh, and this is off of the, off of the Gospels, but, uh, J- Jesus is beaten, arrested, tried, betrayed, uh, walk to the point of execution, is killed, buried, resurrected, and ascends, ascends, and then the church is born, which follows the movie. It's, it's, you know, uh, Luke is, is betrayed, he's arrested, he's tried, he's, he's beaten, um, he has to, yes, you know, get the dirt out of Boss King's ditch, uh, he, you know, he die he dies, as far as the fact that, like, his, nobody has any respect for him, for him again, uh, he has to, like, he's head down, he has to do everything that they say, uh, he's eventually resurrected when he steals the truck and tries to, tries to get away from it, he, he run he runs off with Dragline, and then, and then, you know, when they finally do kill him, the, the, everybody sits around and talks to him and remembers old Luke and that smile of his. So, and there is a lot of religious symbolism in that movie, it's, it's kind of cool that it's one of those, one of those things, like, I see it, I really do, I, I, I see what they were doing. And uh, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Whenever they 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 legitimately really really do a story, and they they just they sneak it in there. Like the, another one that I can say that I definitely saw this in is: Have you ever seen that Kurosawa Seven Samurais movie? Have you ever actually watched it? Um, I mean, I know I've seen parts of it, or maybe I've seen the whole movie a long time ago, but I don't know if I could. How much I could talk about it, if well, that's the question. <laughs> okay, so I watched it, like, I watched it because, you know, it's one of those, like, oh, this is a bridge, blah, 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 and I watched it because, you know, I always kind of have to know whenever somebody says that. I always like, okay, I gotta see this. Yeah. George Lucas told Star Wars from that. I'm sorry. Like, that's Star Wars. It is. <laughs> completely. I mean, it, uh, you know, you're sitting there watching, and you're like, this is, this is Star Wars. I mean, you've got, like, it's all basically the same thing, which is cool. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. But there's one guy in there that's, like, the real wonky, uh, kind of goofy one, and I'm like, well, there's C-3PO. I mean, it's, <laughs> seriously, it's one of the, or, like, you know, like, or they're not the, or, there's the two guys that are, like, kind of the bumbling comedic relief, and they're the droids. And that's all I was thinking. I was like, well, there's R2-D2 and C-3PO. I mean, it's, okay, so there isn't a Wampa, and, you know, that, that kind of thing, but... I always kind of like that shit because it's like that's obvious. This is it. I mean, you see the you see the source material and you're watching it. You're like, oh, okay, that that's what that is. So, which all right, I I kind of got one of those. Um, I wasn't actually gonna bring this up, but I actually watched Frozen yesterday. Oh yeah, because I thought, well, um, 
I was thinking about JoJo a while back, and I was putting some stuff on his flash drive, and he hit, and Frozen was on the flash drive. I was gonna put some stuff on, so I thought, yeah, I'll take it. I don't want to do. I don't want to do any work. So there it is. So I watched that yesterday because my because I thought um, with my mom. And I thought, you know, people have been talking about it. Why not? And the only time the thing I was thinking throughout the entire thing was um the the, the guy that sells ice with the with the reindeer. Uh huh. That's Han Solo. Yeah. I, can <laughs> I mean, see that's that. that's obviously Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as other review for it, um, you know, you know, I they surprised me one way, kind of, but also not surprised me when the the prince guy turned out to be evil. You know, right when right when when the sister ran off and said, "Here, you stay in charge of my country." Well, I run off to find my sister. I thought, you know, aha, that's exactly what he wanted you to do. But then I thought, yeah, there's no way they're going to put that kind of depth into a Disney movie. And then one, one surprisingly one of the best ones you've ever seen. Like I I thoroughly am impressed with that. It was it was pretty enjoyable. I I could have done without the the trolls. Uh, I didn't really mind them that much. I, I I thought they were, you know, I feel we could have wrote that out some some other way because I I felt it was just such a I don't know. We need to do a weird song. We need to do a weird song, but we don't know how to put a song in here now. Let's go see the trolls again. Yeah, I uh, I actually kind of felt that they were. To me, they were the Ewoks or the Jar Jar Binkses or the whatever. That's all that is. I mean, it was just such a throwaway thing thrown in there for I don't know why. I didn't yeah. actually mind their song, honestly. I actually thought their song was all right. Yeah, I, I mean, I it's just... definitely the, to me. I agree with you. That's the weak point of the movie. I can't deny that. I, I just felt it was not really worth it. I don't know. But, uh... I mean, it could have just been like, they would. They could have just went to the witch doctor and he could have told them what to do. I mean... <laughs> ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, ting, wah, wah, bing, bing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know, I, I, I felt, I, I don't know. Do you, did you see my point of, like, there's nothing gay to get conservatives and your Hannity's all, like, riled up? Did, did you, were you with me on this point? I don't know, I thought the ice guy could have maybe wanted to, like, bone that, bone that reindeer pretty hard, but other than that... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just like Han Solo, right? Uh, well, actually, I think that's one of my favorites, is just that whole thing, which we've done on an episode. But to refresh your memory, uh, <laughs> there's this big thing of, like, is are Han Solo and uh, Chewbacca sec- secretly, like, lusting after each other in the stars? And frankly, I think it's an amazing concept. I think it could have been the focal point of the film, in fact. You know, Han Solo, this, this rogue smuggler from galaxies away, as he tries to woo the affections of the of the noble Wookiee warrior. You know, is, is, he's ostracized from his family, but their love is the kind of love that just grows grows too strong. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, that, and, you know, I don't know, the, the snowman was pretty much like C-3PO, right? And so, I mean, obviously, you know, maybe, I, maybe he was gay. Which, uh, which actually, like, last thing, and then I swear to God I'll stop talking about Frozen, but I've said that about, like, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and shit, too. I, I, was, I was, I think you said that about Frozen many times. But, um, I actually thought the snowman was the perfect amount of funny, goofy mascot in a movie without being annoying. Because... Frank, I like how he was underplayed. He was in it, but he was in there to do his thing, and then he fucking wasn't in there for all the focal point of it. Because frankly, as much as I like kids' movies and we watch all these Pixar 3D movies and shit, that there's usually that one. If you, like, you can always spot him, and the one that's they, meant to be a stuffed animal, yeah, right. And like you know, they overplay their hand with him, and I thought they did a really good job of not overplaying their hand with that one because he could have been fucking really bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was all right. I, I I thought the main story was enough interesting. Right, um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah, that actually is one of those movies where I think if you cut, okay, if, say you cut the snowman and say you cut the trolls, you could have made that a PG-13 movie. 
Like, you could have yeah, gone a little darker, and you could have just made that a straight, like, young adult movie. Or hell, I guess you should have just swung for the goddamn fences and made... Which, would that sell, now that I'm saying this out loud? If you made a, like, straight-up 3D Pixar-style movie for adults, would that sell? I, I think so, yeah. I, I really do think it would, because if you got a good story to base it all on, even that, like, really rudimentary style of 3D animation, I think would be enough. I mean, just the, the countless really dark animes that have been made out there that have been obviously aimed at, a, at an older demographic. Right. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. And I, mean, I, mean, I think, I think yeah, I think it would sell. Um, I'm trying to well, think and then plus, plus, I think, in general, the people that would those would appeal to kind of, like, you and I grew up in that era, and even and even the, the era before us... You know, they grew up with animation, and I think they, they enjoy it, and they appreciate it, and even, you know, I, I, I don't have any really artistic abilities when it comes to that, but I can definitely recognize, like, wow, this took some effort, to, wow, that didn't take any at all. Yeah, so, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think there's enough selling room in there. I mean, I mean, you know, most movies are going pretty much all digital anyways. Right. So, just that simple fact of it being coming really as a, uh, an okay thing, I think if you started even dialing it back to a simpler me- means like that Pixar style, I think it would, I think you could get it to play. I mean, just kind of like the concept of, you know, graphic novels still sell. Well, good point. So, I mean, I, I kind of think that Pixar style would be the, gra- would be the graphic novel of 3D animation i really like this concept i I, what do you think out there hashtag hashtag adult pixar yes i mean not to toot my own horn but i could if i wanted to um i mean that's not that hard of a style to to model and do i mean i could probably do that if i wanted to so would you like to see me attempt that hashtag brewer attempt yes by god we're either gonna figure this fucking twitter thing out or, or like, berate you with it until we do it, or it's just going to... Fi- have have you checked it after we've said these things? Because I haven't. No, nobody looks at it. We have four people on our Twitter. I don't know how to get... Which, apparently, I'm going to Twitter bitch cast, apparently. I, I don't know how to get any more people to do it. I don't think any of the people in the rogues gallery do it outside of maybe one or two. I, I, I don't know what the fuck we're supposed to do. I don't see how... How do people spend time on this stupid ancillary thing? I don't get it. I I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I don't... I didn't understand it when it first happened. I, I still don't understand it. Old man cast here. I don't, I don't... I don't get it, and it's on my lawn, so I don't want it there. <laughs> Pretty much. It's interrupting me. Get your my... twits off my lawn. <laughs> it's, it's interrupting me eating my Werther's Originals... And drinking my cold lemonade on, on my rocking chair is really the way I feel about it. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the, I'm starting to feel disenfranchised with stuff that, that we were the, 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 the first generation of. Besides Twitter? <laughs> like, what else do you have that you're disenfranchised with? Well, um, GUIs on operating systems. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, yeah. Um, that's a, that's a big one. Okay, on the to- topic of, when's the last time you actually saw an animated movie? I mean, don't you kind of miss that? A little tiny bit, especially you, since you do go through and watch a lot of those. I mean, they've all been that Pixar style of of, of, anim- of 3D animation. When's the last time you saw one that was drawn? Um, I know we saw Princess and the Frog in theaters. Oh, okay, yeah, that was, wasn't it? So, yeah, that might, that's the last one I think I might be aware of, which I was only vaguely aware of till just then. Which um, I that was a very good one too, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see enough of it. Oh, uh, it was. It's. It, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm partial to those, though. I like them, so I, I mean, I'm sure they're going to appeal to me more. I don't know why. I still. That's one of those things that actually I I, I kind of thought I would go away from, but I guess I'm just not that. 
And part of it may be the fact that my wife just really likes princesses a lot, and I, you know, I can recognize a good one from a bad one pretty quick. Now, see, I've, I've definitely have have fallen off that bandwagon pretty pretty quickly. Um, I, actually, I fell I fell <laughs> I fell off the bandwagon of a lot of those stuff way early into my life than most people almost want you to. Well, it's it's kind of funny because like I don't know that I really cared that much. I, I think I care more now than I did when I was a kid. I mean, honestly, when I was a kid, I watched more. I watched more of the old classic classic horror horror shows which by the way See, yeah, i watched a lot of old classic just classic television as a child. well yeah and i mean whenever i got home i watched tv land like that's how i know of the a-team and shit but but like that which i don't know i don't you probably don't remember this because i know you don't really you don't like horror movies as much as i do but does anybody else remember on tnt when it had like that i think it was jethro or bubba guy that would host them and then they'd have the then they'd have the, the old classic horror movies come up i haven't thought about this in years until i break it up right now but anybody else like, remember that um, anybody i don't <laughs> it's like i know i don't uh. yeah they had <laughs> like, the, that, that that was one of the things they do i think it was on like friday nights at like midnight or something or one or it was late i know i had to stay up late to do it and i'd get in trouble for staying up late but they'd sh- you know they'd they'd show you know whatever it was it'd be almost like instead of like elvira presents it'd be this jethro guy or whatever and he was just kind of playing the country bumpkin thing but he'd always have some i mean that was the first time i saw like attack of the 50 foot woman that was the first time I saw Dracula. I saw Frankenstein. I mean, that was actually, like, they did a Vincent Price marathon, which is how I actually, like, figured out who he was. That was where I saw, I remember, I remember what, I remember seeing the Abominable Dr. Fibes at an age when it was scary to me. <laughs> so, I, that was the stuff I, I, I guess, you know, and I guess I've kind of seen those and I really enjoyed those. And now, I don't know, I like this stuff. I, I, but I guess I'm kind of that way with, which I think is one of the reasons why my wife realizes that I'm probably never going to get tired of her or leave her because frankly like I'm still not tired of Batman and Star Wars like you that hasn't run easily. that hasn't run its course yet I still like South Park I'll still watch South Park and King of the Hill reruns and it doesn't get old to me so that's that's right if you're listening to this now Madison like hang in there cuz you you don't get old I love reruns and leftovers <laughs> I, I'm sure your wife will really lo- love being called a leftover. Well, I didn't really yeah, mean it that yes, way. Yes, Madison. You know, you're like that those mashed potatoes from from you know two three nights ago in the back of a fridge. You know, you heat them up; they're just as good as they were the first time. Maybe a little drier, but aren't we all? Oh uh, well. Uh, speaking of speaking of sex with women, uh, I actually have an article I meant to bring up oh. before now, but we kind of got. Kind of got we, we, we got stuck in board shenanigans. Remembers pretty much like ah yes I remember. So yeah, uh, good good thing you're bringing up a new topic because I'm sure everyone else was bored the shit of that and <laughs> I'm I'm sure we probably would have continued if you didn't have anything. Um, I was about to bring up the fact that William Shatner had one of those hosty things. William Shatner's Full Moon Fright Night. I remember that one. I saw like a couple of them in on, in reruns. Which I guess last thing that I'm going <laughs> to gripe about about this is why in the ever loving fuck. Do they not have horror movies during Halloween anymore? Because I remember back in my day, whenever on, like, Turner Classic Movies or AMC or even, like, on basic TV, they do, oh, it's Halloween, we're going to do Nightmare on Elm Street, and we'll do the first four of them. Why don't they do that anymore? Why isn't that a thing? It's not? No, like, what do they, it's what do they pretty, do now? Try, try, try and find a horror movie. Like, everybody out there, and it's not Halloween, or not even close, but next, when Halloween rolls around, try and find a goddamn horror movie on TV on Halloween. You can't. Just thanks Netflix for saving Halloween for me yeah, for the last and like, couple it, years. Yeah, and speaking of that, I mean, why haven't they done a, a Star Trek marathon on Memorial Day? 
that that was the thing. You do a Star Trek marathon on Memorial Day, and, and it, where's that at? I I don't know. So <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember that? Yeah, because I do. Because Bullet Shenanigans remembers. Or for New Year's, you do the Twilight Zone. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point too. Which um, I saw this article and uh, I I thought it was perfect for us. So um, it's the number one sexual regret women have. Uh, not having sex with me, obviously. Or waking up next to you. More obviously. So, um, this was actually done by the uh, University University of Austin, which applies to me, since I actually kind of live there. Not at the university, but he lives. He, he hides in the belfry there. Yes, yes, I ding the bells at certain times. Um, anyway. The bells! The bells! Uh, that'll be your Quasimodo joke of this episode, kids. We don't get enough of them, do we? Uh, apparently not. But, uh, so by the numbers, because uh, it, it goes through and it, it actually... I, I was trying desperately to find the actual questions asked, but apparently they don't publish that part. They just publish the study and the results, which I wish they'd do the... Here's the here's the, the question so you could play at home. Um, so they did uh, the... the uh, here's the breakdown or whatever. Uh, the, top three, the top three answers were... Uh, one was 24% of women thought they lo- they lost their virginity to the wrong person. Uh, 23% was they, they regretted cheating on someone. And uh, 20% was that they moved too fast sexually. And then they asked the same question to men, which was uh, 20, 27, 27% was uh, not being more suge- sexually adventurous when they were young. 23% was not being not being uh, more sexually adventurous when they were single. And uh, ni- 19%... 19% was uh, being too shy to make a sexual advance. So, it's kind of hilarious that, to me, all the guys regret not actually making a move. And all the women regret letting the guy make the move. So, I, I, I kind of enjoyed this, and frankly, I, I felt that this had a... Uh, I'm not a woman, and I don't know anything about <laughs> losing my virginity too, too soon, so... Uh, you, you stepped on my joke there. I was be like, "So, Cody, as a woman, what do you think of this list?" I, I, I actually kind of thought it was pretty interesting that that uh, I mean, and maybe I don't I don't hold it to such a sacred thing or whatever. But I mean, I kind of thought part of life was making a wrong adolescent decision and losing your virginity to somebody that you didn't really intend to. I thought that was like the first one of the rudimentary mistakes of being a kid like like if you don't do that you've never really grown up or well i mean it's, it's just one of those things like i just kind of assumed that you know okay i mean i obviously like the person i lost mine to isn't the one i married or anything i mean I, I just it's not not the way that 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 happened for me um i definitely well then you're going to hell cody no I mean, especially, I d- especially admitting this on Good Friday, nonetheless. Jesus is listening extra hard. This actually has been much more religious theme than I anticipated it would be, so <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, but, like, the other one that I was seeing was, like, you know, they, they have that broken down into those percentages, and then it's like, I like how all the guys want to be more sexually adventurous and do more, like, do and not have made moves and shit, and it's like, the women, the women have, like, we had sex too fast, we had it with the wrong person, and we cheated on somebody. And apparently, uh, the the guys asked in this study, they don't care if they cheated on somebody. They would they wanted to do it more. They wanted to do it with two with more or more per- people. Like, you know, I always wanted to try nipple clamps, but never got around to it. That, right. That's what I'm sitting there like wondering. It's like, <laughs> like, are, are, do you, is that is that something that's supposed to happen? Like, where you're like, 
Well, you know, one thing I miss is I always thought I'd have sex with another man, but God damn it, I got married too soon. Well, I, 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 I guess. I guess you're supposed to sit there and like do that. I don't know. I or I mean, do we, I don't, Cody, have you been as adventurous as you'd like to have been? I really don't think I'm pretty good. <laughs> like I kind of maybe I'm doing it wrong by not just throwing my hands in the air and being like, I wish I would have. But I really don't care. I'm kind of I, I got married because I wanted to, and only <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. Handcuffed me in the basement. That would have made my life. <laughs> Nobody ever rubbed peanut butter on my open wounds like it's not the same. And it'll never be that way. I, I don't know. I, but, uh... I have I not worn I, enough women's panties in my life. Well, and then, like, and then like one of the other things about it that I was, that I was you know, I'm sitting there looking at it, and maybe I'm reading between the lines or whatever, but is this a thing that we've kind of dictated as a society where women are supposed yeah, to... dictated. <laughs> Yeah, like, are women supposed to feel, like, some kind of, like, remorse for you know, casual sex or, like, I mean, I, I understand that men and women operate on two different, two different functions, functionalities as far as, like, men, it's a, basically a procreation thing and women, it's much more emotional. I mean, I, I get that concept as much as I can, but have we, have we, is it one of those, like, underlying things of society where, like, you're, oh, well, by God, you, you did you were too much of a whore and you're supposed to feel bad things? Is that why they would feel that way? Or do you think this is an honest reflection? Because, like I said, neither one of us are women and have any business talking about this, but we have a podcast, so let's talk about this. <clears throat> nah, nah, man. They they regret their pussy, man. That's what, that's what they regret. After I wrecked it, what? Nah, I'm just saying, you know, it's the thing that happens. You get all them pussies and they're just like... That's what they regret, is they're like, man, if only I had my pussy wrecked earlier by you, but nah, not for reals. Really? Like, are you going <laughs> to give me a speech on wrecking pussy? I mean, the only pussy you've wrecked as far as I'm concerned is when you ran into a cat when it was crossing the street. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. You don't even know. Like, like I've been running into them all. Like, like the pussies, like, they just come to come, and then, then, well, they come all the time, if you know what I'm, know what I'm saying. Know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, you read. And then, then like, if, if I feel like I should, like, you know, give of myself to them, then maybe I come too. But, you know. My, my essence, man, it, it just it overpowers them. Yeah, something's overpowering I, I, here. I, I, I deny them. Sometimes I gotta deny my essence, man, because you know there's just so many of them. You gotta keep your essence for for some of the other ones. You know, pussies. They all they all be like the same, right? This is some like weird pervy version of Jeremy I'm doing. Is that what it is? I wasn't <laughs> I sure. I, like, I actually didn't know. I didn't know uh... where I was pulling this character from. This, well, this is, that that I, I didn't know if this was. This is Horn Dog Brewer. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Emmanuel Westinghouse is, uh, you know. Prime character. Another character I've been, I've been oh, asked to play. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's, 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 yeah, it's Horn Dog Jeremy, um, um, the, the son of Bill Clinton. Uh, which, other thing I was going to bring up before I got derailed on that, uh, in, in amongst your whatever you the know, hell that was. You know, man, no, I'd be bringing stuff up. I'd be raising it right now if you know what I'm saying. Just, just think about all them pussies. Them pussies, they've been thinking of me. Hey everybody, this is, this is Cody of, of Board Shenanigans. We would like to apologize for the previous five minutes of Brewer rambling on about pussy, pushing wrecking, because as we all know, he is not nearly as familiar with the topic as he claims to be. So, we would like to wholeheartedly apologize for this, and we hope that this will not dissuade you from listening to further BS production podcasts in the future. Thank you. Yeah, man, I mean, you don't want to be familiar with the pussies. You just find them, you, and then you leave them. Am I right, guys? Hey! Are you done with this yet? Because this is like every wannabe gangster frat boy douche wagon that's ever walked the earth. 
Like, like I, I actually like feel grimy, like just talking to you about this. It, it's a, it's a thing that happens sometimes. You know, it's, it's a lot like when you hear the word douchehole. Uh, it's like dude, that was a step away of like, man, yeah, women are things. What? Well, I thought we make just make the most controversial, like racist episode of Borchinag as possible. I mean, I know you don't really like the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, whenever somebody calls you racist, I, I've I've decided I've decided that my my new is like because it's like oh it's such a hard one to come off of. If someone's like you're a racist, I'm just gonna go like well you're a pedophile because I can't think of anything else that's worse, you know like. <laughs> so yeah, you're a communist, right? Well, that's actually that's actually Kevin and I did that on the which I guess here's your call out, Kevin. Uh, he and I did this on the phone earlier to each other. We're, like, sitting there just calling each other, like, I don't know, he called me, I think he called me a racist, and I called him a pedophile, and then, and then, like, we, he's like, I was like, fine, you're freaking, you know, daughter, or daughter of Reaganomics or something, and, like, so we sat there and insulted each other by calling each other various political figures. Uh, him calling me Democrats and me calling him Republicans. And eventually we wound up flipping on each other, so it turned into real politics. Oh, what are you, John Kerry over there? <laughs> hey, Chris Christie, shut up. Uh, but but anyway, um, so I I feel that that would be a really good way to go whatever someone calls. Because, you know, anytime you're like, oh, you racist, I think it'd be really funny to, to go that route, to just, like, pick something like that. Or I, or I, guess, you, I guess you could go, uh, you could just go, like, really, <laughs> you, you Jehovah's Witness, <laughs> just, like, go out of nowhere with it. <laughs> Quit your jaw, mandering over there. <laughs> Don't make me get my Nordenfelter gun. Uh, <laughs> now, now, once again, we're just saying words that make us giggle that no one else understands. Yeah, that'll be that. That happened again. That's another inside joke that I don't even think bears explanation. <laughs> you know, and isn't nobody look? It's a it's a Nordenfelter gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as an ordinarily, ordinarily, I'd get my Nordenfelter gun out here. <laughs> so basically, what happened? Like, I'm gonna tell the story now since we're, we've left it out. So I don't know. Brewer and I were bullshit with each other about something, and like. We were looking at, like, pictures of cool-looking guns for this thing we were, like, this, like, thing. Yeah, I was, like, just trying to find the most absurd, weird Right, yeah, we're just, like, dicking around, and, uh, like, there's this one, there's this one, which, look, you can look it up now, the Nordenfelter gun. And I, I think, I think I asked, because I didn't understand what... You were on the phone, yeah, you were the one that found it. And and I just, I didn't, one, I wasn't completely sure what you said as far as Nordenfelter. And then I was, like, you know, being a man who's not the world's greatest speller, like, well, how do you, Nordenfelter? Nordenfelter? Like, Nordenfelter what? Like, he's so Cody commenced spelling Nordenfelter to me in a very similar manner that I just did to you. Yeah, we, like, which, uh, by the way, feel, feel free to kill this, to steal this, kids. Like, so I was like, you know, in is in, I got my, I, now I'm gonna go get my Nordenfelter gun. Over there, there's the Nordenfelter gun. R, right there, that's that Nordenfelter gun. You know, just spelling it out, mentioning the name of it in every letter, because I've done that with my last name before, because it's really, really hard for people to spell for some fucking reason. I mean, but that, the five letters that they can't ever get right. Um, I'm sure they haven't actually gotten it right yet with the listeners. I say it every week. Which, yeah, like I'm, I'm, at least you say it right. There is that. <laughs> Because it's a lot of times it's uh it's the it's the wrong it's the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable or it's you know yeah. wrongly wrongly spelled wrongly pronunciated like <laughs> mis- yeah come on people it's pronounced coday. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had somebody I actually had somebody try to spell my name like K O D I E and I'm like why would you make it harder? 
<laughs> because that's the generation they're from. Is the generation of of, of overly flowery name spellings. Oh, I guess because uh, like, like, like your name is actually R H Y I A N or something. And oh, the second N is silent. You should see how I spell manual. <laughs> <laughs> like I actually kind of love that when you come across somebody's name and it's like this amalgamation of letters. And you're like, how the fuck do you get Chad out of that? <laughs> Well, see, yeah. the second Q is actually silent, and you know, which uh, <laughs> other thing I guess that I can ramble about. I don't know how we got sidetracked so much by this. But <laughs> we definitely have. Well, you don't understand. Like, if you had a difficult name to spell, like Brent gets it. I, Kevin, I know gets it. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I think Cece doesn't. I think she actually got an improvement now because nobody can misspell her name or last name now since she got married. But prior, I bet you she got it. Like you don't yeah. understand how hard it is to have a name that nobody can spell because everybody can spell Ryan Brewer when they remember it. But they, they normally just call me Emmanuel, which is a little hard. Well, you should see my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> there's three hyphens in it, and there's se- then there's seventeen O's. You figure it out. Weird metacast. You know, I'm making this really hard on me next time I have to write a manual Westinghouse. Oh, by the way, speaking of weird metacast, so I, I think I've told this story before, but, uh, Ke- which I guess, here's my opportunity to self-plug, and not in that way, so get your John Finger in hand. <laughs> yeah, down. oh, oh, get it, Cody. Oh, man, oh, like, he, he know nothing about the pussy because he's always plugged <laughs> himself, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh... Kevin and I are about to start throwing throwing a show up on here, which will happen sooner or than later. We're actually, which, by the way, if you miss the to go episodes with Brent and 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 you're like, where the fuck are they? Uh, I'm working on building the back catalog right now, and Kevin and I, and I are actually working on doing some stuff too. So more board shenanigans coming to you, like we promised in the New Year episode. Anyway, uh, digressing from that, uh, look forward to that. Um, so I got, Kevin's got hooked up on Skype lately, and we've been talking and working on doing shit, and not one time have any of us, Brewer or I, told anyone, like, on the Skype, because you have to have a fucking Skype profile, and you can take a picture, and not one time have we told anybody, hey man, put a goofy picture up. We've never, ever mentioned this to anybody, and, like, and everyone's is ridiculous. Like... None of y'all can see them, but I'm going to describe them all for you, just so you know. I know, I'm saying, if nothing else, we can put up mine and yours, and I guess we can see if anybody else wants theirs to be put up. But, right now, um, Jarrett is him majestically playing guitar, looking like he just got, like, a level 3 blowjob. Like, just, just like, no mercy, like, looking off, like, looking like the pure artist, and, you know, oh god, my music... Um, See, I was gonna describe it as him like, like his his eyes like wistfully looking towards the future, to to a to a far flung land in the in the, in the world where ruled by music and where one man's dreams are are directly proportional to his musical skills. That's just my interpretation. I thought it was like his his campaign poster for for Music Canada. But uh, like Brent's is pretty good because he's got four gnomes sitting there. So what else would his Skype be measured in but gnomes? Um, yeah. Cece has the most like posing for the camera, ruby red lipstick, like playing with her hair picture ever. She she looks like she should be on the side of a bomber. Really, she does. Like she's got that going on. Um, and Kevin's on. Kevin's is on here now, and. It is the most ridiculous Elvis snarl of all time. It's 
it's beyond. Like, I, I've never even told anybody to put a picture up. Everybody's done this independently of themselves. Like, my, like Brewers is him like pompously looking off into the distance. Like, you know, like, you know, like this is my world and I am going to conquer it. And then, like, I'm just doing this really like, oh god, it's Godzilla face looking off screen. And which which is even funnier when we have a third person on because because that because to them it looks like Cody's cowering in fear from me. I mean it's 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 all every one of us I think have done this as a throwaway thing. No one's put more than five seconds of thought into it, but it's really fun as far as as far as the Skype thing goes because we're all a bunch of fucking nerds that have to ham it up. So. Thank you, Rogues Gallery, for continuing to be awesome. And whenever and whenever you join us in your in your Rogues Gallery interviews, we look forward to seeing your ridiculous pictures. I- indeed. Or do you just want to send us ridic- ridiculous pictures? That's fine too. Do you do you do you hate do you hate this episode and you want to send really hateful pictures? We accept those too. <laughs> oh, that, it's like I I, I I I cannot I cannot describe my hatred for this episode in words. Like I, the only way the only thing I could possibly think to describe this episode is here. I, I sent you this picture. Like this is this is it. If you want to know what this this episode looks like to you, picture <laughs> a, a human face being stamped upon by a boot. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. But, but yeah, I, 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 side note, that would be this week's, uh, 1984 reference. <coughs> Which, uh, hey, hey everybody out there, did you see, did you see the Facebook page where Brewer and I quoted 1984 at each other a punch? I thought that was funny. Yeah, cause I saw you did that, I'm like, I can't let this stand. <laughs> <laughs> and what ended up happening was, I just kind of ended up reading, like, the last, like, two or three chapters of it, and pulling things as I was reading it. <laughs> which then made, <laughs> Because I was like, I just really like this book. <laughs> Which now I think I'm going to go back through and read the entire book again. So, I don't know, maybe stay tuned for that or not, I don't know. Fuck it, I'm going to do it because I feel like enjoying it. I'm going to go read 1984. Which actually, I, uh, I, I've i been sitting here on the bookshelf next to where I podcast from. I've been sitting here and uh, Animal Farm was, like stares at me every week. And if I wasn't so inundated with uh, fucking National Electric Code crap, I would probably be reading it, but, you know... I, I really, really want to read it. It's just sitting there. You know, so I guess some books are more equal than other books. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I I doubt I'm actually going to read 1984. I'm probably going to go get an audiobook of it and listen to it. Because I'm a big fan of that. I don't know how you do that. I, I definitely am not geared the way to listen to a book. Like, I can, I can listen to music and I can listen to podcasts. In fact, I can think of a podcast that I love listening to more than any of the others. And you're listening to it right now. This podcast? I was trying to do a, I was trying to do a self-plug again, you know, because I didn't get enough oh. the first time. Uh, <laughs> I do love it when you plug yourself. <laughs> Don't we all? Sometimes he won't even tell you ahead of time. He'll just kind of like show up and be like, "Hey, watch this!" Whoink! Oh, that was not a sexy noise. In fact, I think if anybody hey, came... I, it's not my fault that you don't make sexy noises when you plug yourself. In fact, if anybody does come up to me and plugs themselves, and that's the noise made, uh, no, just no, I, no. You know, <laughs> You don't know how much I wish I could set up a, a, a soundboard in this, like a, a morning zoo radio board of sound effects. <laughs> Just so you could make that noise at me? And other noises. You know, I, I'm almost there. I, I think currently it's a limitation of Skype. I actually have a theory as far as how I can do this without... And make it sound sound well, but you know. So stay tuned for that, kids. I mean, because it's just so hard. To, I mean, I can only like you know whip Jarrett so many times during an episode to get him to play music. <laughs> I mean, after you whip him so, t- too many times, and he just passes out from the pain. Uh, 
Which wake up, Jared? We're getting close to the end of the episode. Get ready to play the outro. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. Which uh, other thing that uh, kind of came up that I was going to sort of ramble about that was in my week. Um, so on. Uh, Wait, does this involve you plugging yourself or whipping Jarrett? Oh, oh, are you not interested if it's neither one of those? Not particularly, no. I was just just wondering if, if, if like, when you plug, if that's what gets you to plug yourself, is is you whipping Jarrett, or or you plug Jarrett as he whips you? You know, Jarrett and I don't really care for you discussing what we do in our private time in that manner. Tell him how offended you are, Jarrett. Do you, do you really want to go here? Like, I don't know, I guess, because this just be kind of vague, and it's just say, like, uh... I just find it's consistently bad. It's like Ghost Rider BDSM play. I just find pissing is too far. Someone else might think, you know, the preferred term is playing hungry hippos is too far. He also has an interspecies erotica. You know, I think to me that's just like out there, you know. How could anyone like be into that? You know, if there's a certain point where it's like you feel bad to, you know, you feel like you're stepping your boundaries to say, like, to judge someone else and say that's just messed up. But that's like the shit that nightmares are made out of. This is the part where he puts audio from Jared in out of context that makes whatever Cody said sound even worse than it did prior to Cody saying it. <laughs> is it bad? Is it bad that I know you that well at this point? A, a little bit, yeah. Cause I'm sorry, I didn't uh... mean to ruin it for you. Oh no, it's just gonna, gonna be one of those overly well well edited episodes, I guess. If I have time. If I don't, you know why. But uh, it was actually kind of cool. It was actually kind of cool the other like the other night, uh, Madison and I, we did. Actually, we did like two date nights in a row, because um, she wanted to go out one night, and I really wasn't feeling it. So we did like date night at the house thing, which was actually kind of cool, because... I made I made waffles or not waffles. I made pancakes, which, by the way, if which you, are if, very similar things. Yeah, well, they're like mostly the same stuff to make them. It's just how do you heat them up? Um, oh, like Taco Bell stuff. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, like if you uh if you do the chocolate chips in your in your uh, pancakes or waffles, highly recommend putting the pecans in with the chocolate chips. I learned this. I enjoyed it. Um, Anyway, do you like do you make smiley faces out of them? No, but I actually did try. Which apparently this is cooking cast. Smiley faces. Um, ah, yes. I actually did try and do this thing that I saw on the internet where you can do uh, hard boiled eggs in the oven. So I did that for the first time, and it was all right. I don't really feel like it's the same thing. I mean, it wasn't. It was still a boiled egg, but I don't know. I, it, I didn't feel like it was the same thing. Um, yeah, but you can do that if you're curious. Uh, there you go, people. The more you know. Uh, Hell, knowing's half the battle. So we did. Uh, we, we decided we were gonna do like kind of goofy, coupley things. So we played the new, like the newlywed game at home, uh, which was actually like a stupid amount more fun than like I thought it was gonna be. I I I was trying to kind of like, oh hey, here's this fun thing we can do, and it actually wound up working out pretty well. Like well, first off, what we did was we watched a couple episodes on YouTube to get it like get it right, which was highly recommend if you want to go see bad bad 70s hair um <laughs> but uh oh boy howdy do i cody you know that's the one thing that's always interesting <laughs> in my day is bad 70s hair but anyway and they're like madison and i wound up like we found all these we found, which actually that's one thing which unless you're in this particular situation which i know you're all gonna be since i recommended this now um if you ever in the situation where you're playing the newlywed game with your significant other, or for a couple's party or whatever, it's a lot harder to find questions than you think it is. Like, you can get the first, like, 15 sample questions, but after that you're on your own, and they're a lot harder to, like, do on the fly than you thought they were gonna be. Uh, learned that the hard way. And there's a, and, uh, it's all the, all the example ones are always really, are always, like, really ridiculous like they are on the show, like, you know, 
your wife on your wedding night, if she was a song, what would it be? Like, you know, I'm burning for you, like, uh, freaking uh, school's out for summer, or uh, Diary of Jane, which none of these were example songs. I couldn't think of, you know, that kind of... I, well, Cody, do you have an answer for this question? Well, it won't be the same as hers, and then I'll get, and then I'll get buzzed. But anyway, <laughs> you know, it was, it was that kind of crap, or like... And then it was, and then it was stuff she like wouldn't, because you know we kind of there were certain ones we wouldn't do. There was some that like I really wanted to know that she wouldn't do. So anyway, like name the strangest place you've ever made love. Uh, no, but that is a hilarious blooper. Like you've seen that, right? <laughs> I've seen it. I've heard Jeff Fox really talk about it. Type. Yeah. Okay. Um. But uh, for those of you at home that haven't, like the, 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 he says, you know, what's the strangest place you've ever made whoopee? And the guy like says in the ass, but they believe like, it's like I'd have to say in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and they, and they did, he did that in front of his wife on television. What a class act! Anyway, so we wound up we wound up we wound up playing we wound up playing that. And it was a lot of fun, you know. Like we actually did pretty good. We did as far as like pretty much knew most of them, which was pretty. It was fun. Um, which if you need need a cheap date night, highly recommend doing that, there, kids. But make sure you go into it knowing the answers. Yeah, like because if you want a really bad date night, I can foresee many many flaws in this idea. Well, yeah, like don't don't. I mean, a lot of them, some of them was shit like, you know, like, neither one of us remembers, we're just not that kind of people, like, what was our, what was your room, your hotel number on your, on your honeymoon? Fuck me, I don't know, and neither did she, like, we had no idea what it was, you know, that kind of shit, like, what color is your wife's eyes and shit that's, like, not that complicated? Then there was stuff like, which one, which one of her friends do you find the most attractive? Uh, and just don't step on that landmine. Uh, if you're if you're stupid enough to step on that landmine, I don't really have any pity for you. And neither does Mr. T. But uh, and so then like last night we actually wound up going and running around doing actual date night things, which uh, I must I must say probably the uh, the cap off of the evening was uh we, you know we went we ate and it was it was fun we like actually went and we spent like an inordinate amount of time in a fucking thrift store like for some reason we just kind of like wound up in one and we're like roaming around um looking at, looking at the throwaways and remember they actually had this this vat for lack of better ways to put it of old dead cell phones of like <laughs> and just the i remember that and i had one of those and like oh my god i remember when this was cool so which was kind of fun and uh the the cool the you know the capper of the evening or whatever was actually wound up there's for those of you that aren't from Austin or whatever, there's this uh, there's this place called Central Market that's just kind of a really high end uppity grocery store. I mean, I don't know what else to describe it as. Like, it's shit's stupid expensive there, and everything's organic, and you know, it's but but it's a fun place to visit from time to time. Like, if you need the swanky chocolates for Mother's Day or the swanky coffees for for those kinds of things, it's a great place to go. Uh, so and, and they have a they have gelato in there. So you know, Madison really likes that. So we'll go eat that. Or they actually have a really good like cafeteria thing in there. Where they've got some like fucking stupid good food, which is most of the reason why we'll go. I mean, we're definitely we go in there. We're definitely the tourists. It's not our homeland when we go in there. But anyway, so we go in there and we're sitting there and we're like sitting and it's just, just like amazing evening. Like we had a really good time just enjoying each other's company and shit. And we go and we're sitting there eating, we're sitting there eating gelato, sitting in the back of this place and it's the cafeteria part of it. Like and they're and they're sitting there playing jazz music. So I don't know any other grocery store in any other part of the planet where you can sit there, eat eat swanky ice cream and listen to jazz. I mean it was it was pretty snazzy. Yeah, I, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. So that I, I guess that wasn't as a it was a bigger deal to me maybe than it was to you, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I you know yesterday I I played some SimCity. 
I played some SimCity. I'm, you know, got got to build, got to build up my my infrastructure a little bit Are more. You playing four still? No, it was three thousand. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 yeah. You're still you're still playing. Is it <laughs> four? Will be my next one, I guess. I don't know why, but I'm. So I played, you know, played some SimCity. Played some SimCity. I guess I'll do this just because it's mildly. <laughs> because, you know, it's Easter, so I think I should talk about God. Um, I beat Final Fantasy uh, 13 3, you know, Lightning Returns. Beat that. And, um, which I'm about to. So, in other words, I'm about to spoil the fuck out of it. So, if you've gotten your fill of shenanigans for today and don't want to. You know, it's like, you know what? I still want to play that game. This might be a good place to turn off. So, um, uh, amen, I guess. Um, so, okay, okay, before before you get rolling on this. Huh? Are you, what are you going, since you've basically played three Final Fantasy games back to back, what the hell are you gonna do playing the next game you do and it doesn't have a guy with goofy hair running around with a big weird sword? How are you gonna handle this? Um, man, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to start, you know, accomplishing something with my life or something. I don't know, cause I might have to go to like, take some sort of classes or maybe become a politician. I don't know. <laughs> oh, but, alright, anyway, go ahead. Oh, I, I think, I think the next one I might do is The Last of Us, partially cause I hear tell they're gonna be making a movie out of it. So, uh, and if it's, if it's worth anything, Brent was telling, I guess he started playing and he was telling me that he's, he's enjoyed, enjoyed what he's played of it so far, so. Yeah, I picked it up super, super cheap somewhere and, like on Black Friday or something for like 10 bucks or Mainly because I, I heard of it and it looked interesting enough and it was cheap. And Willem Dafoe so. does it and he's always worth it. Oh yeah, but no, that's the, that's the, um, Beyond Two Souls one, I believe. Oh, that's oh, oh, sorry. Willem Dafoe and, um, Ellen Page? Sure. Maybe. So I, I beat Final Fantasy and, cause I'm about to spoil the fuck out of the ending for you. Um, and the basic premise is, Lightning has now become the emissary of God, if you wish to say, the savior, in fact, is the term used, which, I guess we should, I should mention this. Final Fantasy thirteen has been a, has been a story of many gods. I guess, uh, I guess do, uh, like a real quick thirteen rap, like, like, like arc, arc storyline? Yeah, yeah, like, do, do all of them, so they, if, if, if you're new to the show, get... here's the Final Fantasy thirteen wrap-up hour, go! As the series went on, you come across... In each game, a higher order of gods. Uh, the first one being the Falci, which uh, is pretty much trying to trick you into like killing everybody because they think that'll make their their creators, their creator god, come back and like I don't know, say what's up. And well, it turns out you pretty much do that almost, except for, you don't kill everybody, but up to that point, you do everything they want you to do. Then in the second one, you you learn that lightning has become the 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 protector of one of these second layer gods. In which the bad guy's trying to kill because he thinks, you know, that sounds like a cool idea. And in the end, you eventually get tricked into into his scheme and actually do follow through. And by this point, we are 500 years from where the first Final Fantasy had started. Well, the third one picks up uh, pretty much another 500 years after that, in which um, after that god was dead, lightning like went into stasis and has now been woken up by the third and final tier god that created the previous rank we're in a world now where no one's born anymore and no one ages but you know you can still die oh so it's like hollywood or las vegas yeah yeah pretty much um i don't know and then now that lightning's the savior now that lightning's jesus which i guess is appropriate for good friday uh her charge is well the same as jesus's to go out and uh save souls well there's now two weeks till the world ends and anybody that's left alive when it ends gets to be reborn in the new world that that God has created. The reason why Lightning's doing all this stuff is because, once again, I guess spoiler alert: at the end of two, um, her sister Sarah dies, and it's kind of Lightning's fault. And 
this god has said that she'll be alive again in the next world for her, and that's in, but until then, her soul is being held hostage. So, at, as this is all going along, you know, uh, we find out that, you know, god is kind of an asshole, and he is probably not gonna, you know, live up to his end of the bargain. If you couldn't tell where it was going by now, lightning kills god, which in doing so, allows everyone the chance to be reborn in the new world, not just his, like, select chosen few. Well, that was all interesting. But the most interesting part, the reason why I told you all of that, the most interesting part of the end was, after the credits, you get to see the, you get to see the new world. And, the new world is Earth. Our home. They pretty much say everything that you have witnessed in, in, in this Final Fantasy is what happened before our world was, was created. And I thought that was a really interesting take on this. And you, you see lightning getting on a, a, a train with signs written in French around it, and, like, wheat fields and an airplane with contrails, and it's very much Earth. So yeah, like, where we're living now is the world created without God, where man can set his own destiny and is beholden to no higher power, and can live the way he sees fit. So, yeah, I guess take that, Christians that like Final Fantasy. (laughs) So do you think that's actually what they were going for, was just a giant middle finger? You know, yeah, it could be. I mean, I can't count many Final Fantasies that have, you know, picked on religion like that. It could just be the, you know, be skeptical of those in charge, or, you know, don't don't have blind faith, or, you know, question authority a bit. I mean, it was definitely a bold statement no matter what. I mean, I definitely didn't see that twist coming for sure, like the, hey, look, it's Earth all along, you know? Didn't see that. Right, yeah, I mean, it's almost like... It's the biggest twist since since Ares' death. Kind of like almost seems like Twilight Zone to me or something, you know? Like, it, it really... It you know, really yeah, off that yeah. Way. Like, just... And we are living in that world. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I, I, I you know... You dab dirty apes! You blow it up! You do, you know, dab use all the hell! I mean, it kind of has that vibe to me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the star we're, we're looking for, it's the planet. It's the planet of the third one from the sun. And they call it Earth. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, at least, at least it didn't have, like, a lady whose entire dialogue was made up of her grub blade for you to find out it was Earth. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What? Yeah, I really don't like that." Episode. I know that's why I got, so I brought it up Just to ruffle your feathers a little bit. I know I almost I I almost pushed it from my mind right there as you saw. Like you dirty bastard! Why the fuck would you bring that up? Every time I hear it, you pull. Every time I forget it, you pull me back to it. Are they still doing the number seven remake or whatever? Are they? Is that still a thing they're doing, or is that just rumors? And oh, I mean, I, I, I don't think they ever will because I know they've said before that it'll take them so much time and so much money, and it would be so hard to do. I, which I really doubt, but you know what? So I probably not. Well, I thought. Or what are they? Are they doing? Is ten the one they're doing the remake of? Oh, they did. Yeah, they just did the they re-released ten with um with better graphics. Oh, okay. so are you gonna dive on that? I might. I know Justin's got a copy of it, so I might you know swipe his copy of it and give him the other thirteen. Oh, okay. So yeah, I might see what the. I, I mean, the the biggest difference is it's just you know new graphics and it's the international version of it, so you get a couple new things that you didn't used to get. Oh, I gotcha. Did they did they maybe clean up the audio of uh, singing Ronto? Yeah. Because that was my least favorite thing in that entire game. If 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 I uh... no, they they had the shoe puff guy as another party member. Oh god, oh god. <laughs> oh, that's that's the worst ever. Can you like, what would you do if they did that? If they just like George oh. Lucas your game? <laughs> I, I guess I'd have to you know just ignore it. Like like 
like you do with George Lucas and go play the original. <laughs> By the way, I guess we're talking about Final Fantasy. It did in particular at the end of this episode. Uh, it looks like it. <laughs> did you ever go do all the crap where you got the Albed language that you could read what they were saying, or did you care? I'm sure I probably did enough of it for sh- to figure a lot of it out. I I haven't done a 100% complete run on it yet, I don't think. Oh, okay. So, as far as the whole game, which probably probably will happen if I ever do play it on the PlayStation 3. Because <laughs> I know I've gone through and done a 100% run on a lot of them. Uh, yeah, that's like a way bigger thing to you than it is to me. Well, like, it started because when they first mentioned that they were going to do a... Where they first gave that hint to a, a 1 of 7, and I thought, I need to go do everything so I can see what doesn't make it in. And now that's not going to happen, so why? Right, yeah. And then, on, and then on these ones right here, you know, it's... They make it so easy to... to they, they, since, you know, you're graded on a PlayStation 3, they have the, these, you know, uh, trophy things, and so now you're like, like, you can see for a fact you haven't done something. So I'm like, well, I gotta go do that. And a lot of them are very grindy. There were some, there was a, there were some pretty bad ones in there that I've, that I've wasted a lot of time doing. We just talked about God being dead, so I don't know that we can go, you know, whatever. I can't guess for lack of other things to do. So, Brewer, do you have any heartfelt words to leave the good, good people with? Now, when Jesus was risen, early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, and said unto her, Sorry, gal, no time for the old in-out. Just came to check the meter. Amen. Need more shenanigans in your day? Find them at bspodcast.us twitter.com slash board shenanigan our itunes feed or at facebook.com slash board shenanigans this is the voice that bounce up and down up and down up and down Uh, i don't know why i'm singing at you (laughs) have you ever needed excuse to sing at me well, a long time ago, we just made, we just talked and I sang at you, and now we record it and I sing at you, so no, not really. Yeah, yeah, so there's just proof of your singing.